Yeah, my legion. Um, okay, I'm here with Rachel Flores. This is the episode of Panhandle Primate Podcast, and I'm actually starting up the mic in the middle of a story. <laughs> so it's like a little awkward. What, what were we talking about? What were uh, you saying? I don't remember. You were what? saying, because you were saying I was blowing off, or I didn't know about the, we were oh. talking about social, yeah, social yes. media. Yeah, yeah, so our high school reunion yeah. that I think three days before we had it, I saw your wife and told her about it. I had it. no clue about it. <laughs> and then it was like, I was actually kind of upset because then I like cop into the group mm-hmm. and look and I'm like, at least 10 of these people should have told me. <laughs> at least 10 of them, you I know? Think, I think I might have been one of them, so sorry about that. <laughs> you were one of them. It, I was like, what? <laughs> well, but I don't necessarily expect you to like... Hey, Dexter, did you see this yes, on Facebook? But there were several of those guys that I text with them daily, yeah. and they didn't, they they didn't, didn't tell Well, me. I can promise you they probably didn't show up either. It Ooh. was a very sparse crowd. Yeah, so you showed up? I did, yeah. A couple of my like really good friends went, too. And uh, But it is sort of that awkward thing where you see the person, and you're like, I know everything about your life because I've watched you and creeped on you on social media. Yes. But now I have to pretend to ask you what's going yeah, on in your yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, it is so funny, like, that that level of pretending that is, yes. like, polite. Yeah. You know, whatever that means, it's polite mm-hmm. to, like, oh, no, I'm actually, I'm not actually interested in you. <laughs> so, like, you're, I know you're just a click away for me to see what you're doing, but I don't actually do that. <laughs> so now tell me. It's tell like me. it's like polite to tell somebody that you ignore them. Yeah. I, oh, I, I tried to do, like, a combination of being, like, Hey, oh yeah, and your 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 daughter just turned three, yeah. right? You know, and so then you kind of at least make it look like you're paying attention somewhat. But but yeah, some of the time you have to act like you have no idea what they're talking about. I try to not be super active on Facebook, then people are forced to ask mm. me questions. Oh, that's know? interesting. Like in person. So you yeah. want the personal engagement. Yeah. See, I kind of actually I'm almost the opposite way. I want <laughs> I want to skip several levels with people. I mean, you know, it's like okay. okay, I just want to assume you know Dexter. Like let's <laughs> you just ground level your Dex you yeah. know Dexter and then let's just progress on to whatever who that's knows, true. You, know? you you are kinda of like skipping past all the small talk mm-hmm. and you get to just be like, let's Let's really talk about the meaning of life here. (laughs) Well, and so one of my guests, Erin Holland, she's been on Mm -hmm. two times. She was my first butchered podcast. It ended up being like really long, so I had to snip it. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I had to choose a snippet, but I'm never consistent enough to where it was like uh, this long, you know. (laughs) So I kind of had to just pick the end, which was good, and I enjoyed it. But I didn't even have this mic. I had like a little mic Mm -hmm. that sounded. It was. Bad I think on. I heard I listened yeah. to that one. Well, yeah, but I, sure. I talked to her again. Yes. And she said she's uh starting this project. Mm-hmm. And I never think of Instagram as art, you know? I've never yeah. thought about it that way. Just cuz it it Sure. At first it was like kind of a joke. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're making duck lips. You're taking selfies and making duck lips on Instagram like that's for 13-year-old girls, <laughs> you know? But then you hear an artist. Mm-hmm who thinks of the world in an artistic way, she sees Instagram and she sees something different in it. She sees a platform. And uh, and one thing she said is um, she's going through some stuff with her family and Mm -hmm. health issues and stuff. And she was like, I'm going to post it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to post it. Like people don't need to just see the side of life where it's like, oh, smile and selfie, smile and selfie. Everything's great. Everything's beautiful. You know? Because then you're you're going over these huge sections of mm-hmm. life, you know that that nobody talks about. You know, I love that. I, that's actually I've thought about that several times. There was something 
uh, maybe it was a blog I followed about a mom and she was all about like mom truth or I can't remember exactly mom reality or something like that and so what it would do is she would like post a, a picture of her house and it'd be like cute farmhouse chic you know as mm -hmm. everything in the world is and then like five minutes later or behind the wall she would show all her kids oh, junk yes. that was everywhere and her you know dirty clothes and dirty yeah, dishes and yeah. all this stuff and it was like reality versus mm -hmm. instagram so yeah, i love that because yeah. it's so true well and it, it's so it's so funny to me that like one is so much prettier that's what yeah. i was thinking about today was like I was thinking whenever you, you move into a house and you make it your house, you remodel it and and I'm used to that because I've I've whenever I live in a house I plan on being there for a little while. Mm -hmm. But there's some people whose culture mm -hmm. there is not to live in a place for very long. Sure. They are yeah. an apartment culture or this and that. And they just move in, it's furnished, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So like their surroundings don't necessarily make mm -hmm. up but then it's like how much of that do you tell yourself? Like my surroundings and then you you go in and you change it and you try to make your surroundings yeah, pretty. Sure. You know, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting. It is interesting. aesthetics. I mean, and I think the funny thing is, I mean, I've we bought two houses now, and um, each time when we lived in Lubbock and and also here, we have tried to do like some renovating kind of things. But then it seemed like after the first year, we were kind of just like, yeah. We're living and it's fine. Yeah, it's, this is a, this is good enough. You yeah, know? Well, and you sort of like move past that. You know, the you've lived there so long that you cease to see the horrible wallpaper that's on the mm -hmm. wall, and you kind of just go, "Ah, eh, it's part of our life yeah. now." You know. Yeah, that's but. just gonna be there. Yeah. Until your three-year-old starts pulling the wallpaper off the wall, yeah, then you kind of have to do something. Yeah, about yeah, it. <laughs> that's perfect though. It's like if you could just train him to, you know, then you could rent Mess him out. Things about yeah. <laughs> yeah you could rent him out and say. You got you got a wall full of wallpaper. You need to take it out. Well, I've got a three year old with a scraper, and he'll get that whole thing off. Really is talented. You could just focus that energy. Yeah. Okay, so I do have a few announcements here. Um, I gotta click this little button here. Oh, here we go. All right. So a few announcements this Saturday, uh, February third. I'm gonna try to release this podcast tonight. So, um, I think. It's Wednesday the what? Wednesday the 31st. So uh, Anyway, so this Saturday, if you're hearing this after February 3rd, then you're beyond this announcement and it doesn't pertain to you. But I'm having a Panhandle podcast meetup February 3rd, this Saturday at Fire Slice Pizzeria uh, from 2 to 4. And I've got a Facebook group uh, opened up for that. So if you're interested in that, just look it up. Um then I'm having this part of the reason I'm here with Rachel today. I'm having my first live podcast. So it's the Panhandle Primate Podcast's first live transmission from the third Panhandle Podcast Meetup, if that makes sense to you. But it's going to be March 24th here at where we are sitting, where I'm doing this podcast from, the Amarillo Art Institute. That's right. Which is the address... Is on right there. It's right there. Yeah, is thirty-seven oh one Plains Boulevard, number seventeen. One seventeen. Oh, one seventeen. Ooh, good, good catch. Uh, but if you if you're like, do you tell most people just come in where the statues are? Yeah, the sculpture garden. Yeah, yeah. so the sculpture garden. Mm -hmm. If you shoot for the sculpture garden and you go in the first door, you really can't miss it. Right. It's like first. It's huge. Yeah, yeah it's huge. So. Um, 
Yeah, and then I guess I can go. I can announce the first Friday art walk, mm-hmm. February first, right? Second, yeah, this yeah, Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Friday. Um, which we we try to come all the time. You're always here. Yes, I'm always here. Yeah, That's the Emerald right. Art Institute is opened, and y'all usually have the wood carvers. Yeah, we have wood carvers, and this time we're gonna do these fun palette knife acrylic hearts that anybody can. Come oh do. yes, so actually re-shared that Thank into you. the uh panhandle podcast group on facebook awesome Thank so you. if y'all are hearing this and you want to see that just join the group and you everything i post i post into that now i post some stuff on my personal facebook mm-hmm. but i think i'm pretty much gonna completely go over and just start posting stuff that's like podcast you know that's i'm gonna turn idea. it into you know you you gotta focus your time sometime. You can't <laughs> you can't true. be you cannot wonder in social media world. It's <laughs> dangerous. It's very dangerous. You know, you lose time. You don't hours really, passed. Hours. Hours. And what? You just watched fifteen videos that you're probably never even gonna remember you watched, you know? That's it's so kinda true. like background music. Do you remember as a kid just yes. growing up with background music? Yes. I always had background music mm-hmm. on. Now it's like social media. It's just always it's just in the always background. There. Anytime that you yeah. have a second you need to fill, you pull your phone out, you hit Facebook, you kind of scroll a bit. Oh, they're having a baby. Oh, they're doing this. You, know, you just kind of scroll it and it's like, okay, well, back to real life. Click, you turn <laughs> yeah. it off and then you That's true. I didn't think on. about that, but that is very true. Yeah, so it's kind of a background. It's always there. But anyway, so that's what I'm posting that kind of stuff into. But uh, March 24th, um, Jenny Inzarello. Mm-hmm. Uh, from High Plains Public Radio. She's agreed to be my guest, my first live guest at a live event with a live studio audience. <laughs> um, and then Hayden Pedigo is going to play. He's going to play a set. I think right now we're talking about uh, maybe charging 10 bucks mm-hmm. uh, for it and they can could buy tickets online. Yeah, we'll we'll put it up. Yeah, we'll put that up, and then you can just go to uh, to emeraldartinstitute dot com dot org dot org. Yes, um, and the tickets will be on sale there. And here's what I was thinking: I'm going to pitch this live. Oh, Rachel no. hasn't heard this, <laughs> so her reaction is going to be completely genuine. But what I was thinking about doing was doing something since the goal is really to raise money. This uh-huh. is like a fundraiser yes. for the Emerald Art Institute. Is doing different categories so if you're in the first uh 50 or mm-hmm. 100 people it's ten dollars mm-hmm. if you're in the next 50 mm-hmm. it's fifteen dollars mm-hmm. if you're in the next 50 it's twenty dollars you know mm-hmm. and so. just going up like that because one thing is you don't want it to just be a ton of people right you know you need it to be but you also want to make some money that's true so maybe we could start encourage people to buy their tickets early mm-hmm because that will give us a better ballpark. So anyway, we might play around with that idea. Sounds good. So people be on the lookout. But if you're within the first whatever 50, which see you see how ambitious I am? I'm yeah, telling I'm people. I'm impressed. 50 I'm telling people. I'm telling people that that there's going to be 150 people. Uh, that's yeah. Would I'm that be impressed. a big event? How many how many people do y'all usually See, here's the thing is well we'll probably talk about this here in a minute. But I feel like – so I feel like there's uh, – the Amarillo is an epicenter, right? Uh-huh. Ep- Amar- something's happening in Amarillo. There's a lot of really cool people, a lot of really cool things, a lot of like very futuristic thinking people. I mm-hmm. mean you got people that are planning 30 years down the road. Sorry. 
uh, problem. Um, and I and and like within that, I I see different places mm-hmm. where like it's happening. You know. Yes. Do you want to? Do you want to? You want me to pause? No, you're fine. Oh. It's a toll free call. We're good. We're not- oh, toll free call. It's a sales. Call. Those people. I know. They just they just podcast. shoot. It's like they shotgun us. You know, they're like they're shotgunning. It. We're like doves in the air <laughs> and just a sh- just trying sure. to get us with right. multiple pellets. Uh, do you remember what I was saying? Um, people were an epicenter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So there's just different places within that mm-hmm. where you can you you get there and it's like wow, this is a high concentration of like movers and shakers. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. relevant people. And I feel like the Sunset Center has that feel like that to me. It's mm-hmm. a lot of motivated, mm-hmm. optimistic, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people that uh, really want Amarillo to be cooler and for them to live in it. Mm-hmm. It's not for you. It's for me. You yes. know, I want this place to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think enough people know about the art and like the art institute yeah. but also just sunset center i talk to people well, all the time that don't know about the first friday art walk I, it is sort of crazy and one of the things about it too is i mean arts in general in amarillo i don't think people realize how many fantastic phenomenal artists we have here not just in sunset center which we have you know i don't even know 30 to 50 galleries in here but outside of that too i mean we have people we see people all the time and and, and it just is amazing that people ask you know the age-old question what is there to do in Amarillo and you just if you really want to know you'll kind of get overwhelmed I mean there oh, really yeah. is especially in the arts world you know I go to our uh, chamber arts committee meetings mm. and you know you're sitting around the Amarillo Symphony the opera little theater the ballet by the time we get around the circle to saying everything that everybody has going on I mean your mind is just blown you you can't even do it all because there's mm. so many things to do. And uh, Sunset Center is definitely one of them. I hope more people find out about us. I hope more people come yeah. visit. Well, and I think I think it's just – I think it's one thing that you're doing here is you're um, making it relevant. Mm-hmm. So I think one th- – that's actually a shame. One thing that's a shame is that by the time you have enough money to really make an impact in a community, mm-hmm. you're an old person. So like we're gonna be there. That's true. One day we, it's very true. you and I, yeah. right now we're we're hot. We're uh, hot. You know yes. we're we're hip to the times. Mm-hmm. But it, but we're poor too. So yeah, but we're yeah. poor too. <laughs> so but then by the time we're rich enough to where we can really put money into what we want, mm-hmm. it's old news. Yes, it's like dude, true. you are. Irrele- I will be irrelevant. Yeah. A lot of people would probably argue that I'm already irrelevant, <laughs> you know, but I'll definitely be irrelevant by then. Yeah. And it's, so it's really, it's a, and, but then the kids are going to be doing stuff that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So it's a really fine dance of saying, how can you put resources into a community that isn't really relevant to you anymore? You know? Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> I think part of it is, just educating people too. I mean, sometimes you have to educate the older people who have the funds to be able to support places like this of why it's needed. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you do see people that are stuck in their old ways and want to do things the exact same way they've always been done. But then you meet those people that are actually maybe were ahead of their time back then, you know, and they go, no, we've been trying to get this going for years. We're just glad to see somebody want to take the reins and do it. Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's the thing is, 
whenever you start like like dualistically thinking about the world, us and them and Mm -hmm. old and young and all these different things, you stop looking at people as just people. Yes. And then whenever you do look at somebody as just a person, you might find an old dude or I guarantee you it's not hard when you really get to talking to somebody on a person-to-person level. But you'll find that there are kids that will blow your mind and they're Mm -hmm. way smart and they're way cool. And then there's old people that will blow your mind and are Mm -hmm. way smart and way cool. But then you find the inverse. There's little people (laughs) that are little assholes and just mean and spiteful. And you find old people that are mean. You know, there's no – I mean it's it's across the board. But whenever – Well, and sometimes I'll say too – so I work with a lot of older people. The majority of people that take art classes tend to be seniors because they have the you know money, money to do it in the time. Yep. So my weaving instructor is this amazing lady, and she um, has like a master's in uh, I don't know like bi- biology or something, mm. and she is like, what is trendy now for being environmentally friendly and hipster? And she's like actually that person, genuinely that person. She's I mean, been she's, it. She's been it for years. For years. But yeah. that was cool. <laughs> yeah. She was, you know, growing native plants and she, you know, she weaves and she, everything she buys is organic. And she has been doing that for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And so that's sometimes awesome. you kind of meet people that are like the real deal. Yeah. And, uh, I met this cool. dude. It was funny because I was actually on the fire department when I met him, mm-hmm. but he lives right down the street from me. And his uh, smoke alarm, the battery was going out. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was alarming. Okay. So we ah, get, they you. called us thinking, they said our smoke alarm is un- alarming. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it just needs another battery. So anyway, we changed the battery out for him. Well, this dude is an amazing woodworker. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I mean, all of his stuff, he built little, uh, for uh, uh, envelope openers, mm-hmm. little Swiss Army knife out of wood. Wow. The whole thing's out of wood. That's amazing. He just builds a ton of stuff. And he, so he takes us through all of this different stuff he's building. Mm-hmm. And it's like from the street. You would have no idea that a master craftsman lives yeah. in the house. Yeah. But then as soon as you go in the house, you realize, like, people think, oh, nothing happens in Amarillo or people in Amarillo are so boring. Mm-hmm. But then they won't. It's because they're not willing to leave the street. Yes. So they're saying, and I think it, it is kind of indicative of a type of person yes. that says, oh, Amarillo is boring. Am- there's nobody interesting in Amarillo. Everybody's mm-hmm. closed-minded and this and that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you're staying on the street. Yes. You're not allowing yourself to I get to meet true. them. You I, know? And I think, like, to some extent, that's almost – they're looking for more commercial ways of making themselves entertained rather mm. than realizing that there's – I mean, which is kind of surprising because hole-in-the-wall local stuff is sort of on the rise now. Yeah. But I do find that, you know, you're when you actually ask them, well, what have you done? There's not much that they've even tried to yeah. experience, you yeah, know? Yeah, they like, haven't engaged Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have to meet it halfway. Yes. You know, Amarillo's not going to come and hold your hand, all, you know? But if you meet them halfway, yes. there's a ton of fun stuff. That's true. You know, a lot of opportunities and a lot of really cool, talented people. That's mm-hmm. part of what made me want to start this podcast is the fact that Amarillo is like, I would just constantly meet these people and I was like, you need to be on a podcast. Yeah. But then it, then it's, then you get to the point where it's like, you're telling everybody, man, you should have a podcast. You're super interesting. Man, you should have a podcast. Yeah. You're super interesting. And then it's like. Why don't I have a podcast? Why don't I have a podcast? I'm meeting all these people that should have podcasts. Maybe I should have a podcast. 
that only has people on that should have their own podcast. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a, it's a weird way of branding myself, yeah, but that's, that's kind of cool. what I've been shooting for is like, awesome. as you find these people and am I the interesting part of my show? No, not, you know, it's but you the, have a good, you can relate to people yeah. and yeah, you have a knack for, you got to pick out those really cool people that are worth listening. To. Yeah. That, that, uh, well, and that's one of the things that Shannon always says is she says, uh, the only way I can screw up an episode or a podcast is by talking too much. She's like, the only way you can screw up is by talking. I was like, it's a podcast. Like, it's a microphone. That's the point is to talk. And she's like, that's how you screw it up is that's by talking. That's so funny. I, I was actually telling somebody the other day because so much of my job is really spent on, like, finding donors and fundraising and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I did this, like, really in-depth training um, when I lived in Lubbock and the first activity the lady had us do was she said, okay, you're partnered up. You have two minutes. This person's never heard of your organization before go. So of course, what do we do? Word vomit on this person and just go, hi, I'm from blah, 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 blah. Have you ever heard of us? Da, 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 da. Well, we work with 120 different nonprofits and it's just da, 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 da. And she said, okay, now everybody time. Let me show you how I would do it. And so she says, you know, hello, my name is Carrie and I am from the Volunteer Center. Have you heard of us before? Well, do you volunteer around here regularly? And just let the person talk for like primarily the majority of the two minutes. She just let the person talk. And then at the end, she tied it in to what she was after, but like didn't push herself on that person, you know? Mm. And it was so beautiful because I was like, oh. You're just like a genuine person, but like you listen to them. You're not trying to sell them. That's so funny because like so often whenever we're trying to get somebody to buy into something, we're trying to sell it. Whenever you realize nobody, people aren't dumb and you can't trick them. Mm -hmm. It's true. So if you are providing a product that has intrinsic value, Mm -hmm. they will recognize the intrinsic value Mm -hmm. and they will approach you about buying or engaging in it. That's true. So that is a good way of saying... Do you volunteer? Do you volunteer? Oh, oh, oh! And before mm-hmm. you know it, you might be saying, "Well, I'm in need of a trailer yeah. and three <laughs> young guys." And it sounds like you fit me perfect. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna give you this lady's number, exactly. and uh, you know, sure. you just you integrate them well, instead and like, of. From my perspective, if I talk to somebody and I'm like, "Well, do you do you do art? Do you paint? Do you draw?" And if someone's like, "You know, I can't draw a stick figure to save my life," usually my answer is, "Well, we're not asking you to draw a stick figure. You can do other things." Yeah, you yeah. Know? But at the same time, you might be somebody who does not want to create at all. And then you know, like, maybe they still are interested in looking at art, but you're not forcing an issue with somebody who isn't a good fit for you, Yeah, you know? Well, it's always funny because I used to say, I'm not musically talented. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at music. I'm not Mm -hmm. this and I'm not that, you know? Uh, But my buddy, my buddy's really good at the guitar, Mm -hmm. you know? And one day I was... We were, I was hanging out with the buddy that's really good at the guitar and we were talking and he said, do you, you don't remember how many times I've, how much I practiced, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I sat with the guitar for hours yeah. and hours yeah. and hours. It's like, so that's what I always want to say to somebody when they're like, ah, I can't even draw a stick figure. Well, if that's as much effort as you're going to put <laughs> yes. into trying to draw, I bet you can't draw <laughs> a stick. True. That's like Michael Jordan saying, oh, I can't dunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he probably couldn't dunk. He probably would have been a CPA or something. Right. He wouldn't have. Been, he. But he's like, I think I can dunk, and he fails at it a thousand times, and then he like dunks. Is like, it's whoa, true. Yeah, you know? it's definitely true. I mean, I think you do have to have a passion for it, but to say I can't do something when you haven't really tried, right? For sure. Especially, and I think I wonder how often. Like for me, 
the reason I said I couldn't play music was because I had a certain perspective of what music was. Mm-hmm. I was so I wasn't approaching it with a with yeah. an artist's mind. Yeah, because an artist would say, "Just give me something, mm-hmm. whatever. Just give me something. I'll fold it up. I'll make some sort of art yes. out of it. Just give me trash." Like there's people right. that That's take true. trash and turn it into art mm-hmm. because it's it's not in what you can do it's what or what it ends up being Mm -hmm. it's just like having the opportunity to yeah i mean like a big part of what we're we've been trying to do especially like in our programs that we do with kids is really showing and, and our senior programs that we do at nursing homes is like using art and showcasing it as a form of therapy like it is that's actually one of my questions down here was community outreach and other programs yeah so we um since i started we've done we started a high school art program um because that age group wasn't getting anything you know like there was little kid classes and adult classes but not much in between so we have a one monday evening a month where they come and like explore different medium and so we actually did it last monday and we had um charcoal which doesn't sound that awesome but a lot of kids have never messed with white charcoal as well as like black charcoal Mm. and so they were seeing how you like do highlights and stuff and and it's something that they've never messed with before um so that's really cool and then also again in that process of like drawing and and especially clay clay's really big with the therapy that when you're working with clay you're you're kind of um i don't know the right wording for it but like you're kind of pushing out all the bad you know yeah, you're well, working out your problems by- yeah they talk about with with meditating when you're breathing you should like envision breathing in the good and breathing, breathing out yes. the bad and whenever yeah. you're whenever you take a lump of just nasty mm-hmm. brown nothing mm-hmm. and then you mold it into mm-hmm. something pretty yeah you know maybe you can subconsciously do the same thing yes. like through through and it, you're making yeah you're creating and um and again like what you're saying it doesn't necessarily matter if it's something that's pretty or beautiful or even if you throw it away at the end as long as you're creating. Actually, our our clay instructor, um, who's a curator for the Museum of Art here, he probably has like 50 bowls back there that he hasn't even glazed or anything because it's not about that for him. His... It's when he gets on the pot and he, when he gets on the pot, that's, that's terrible. When he gets on the wheel and throws a pot... Um, just like that meditative like that's just him mm-hmm. that's what he loves about it that's why he does it you know and yeah. it doesn't matter for him if he has a finished piece although he does finish beautiful pieces too, yeah so. well and that's the most frustrating part about a good artist is it's just like you're not even taking that it, do, it doesn't even seem like they're doing like yes. taking it serious like well, that's that's the mark of a true artist oh, whenever they can turn out a masterpiece and they're just like eh <laughs> yeah Eh. And you're like, that is beautiful. Yes. Eh. Eh. I'll I'll do something again tomorrow. Yes. So what? Well, you the know? funny thing is when like when Alex is throwing on the wheel and he'll he'll do it and you're like, I can do that. Like I can, yes, okay, I'm watching him. I can do it. And you get on there and it's like wobbling <laughs> all over the place. And you're like, never mind. I can't yeah. do that. Just it kidding. is. It like that's. I, I find myself like I'll get on like a. Well, one thing I've been doing a lot is like YouTube. I'll watch freestyles, mm-hmm. like just rappers freestyling. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can do that. Or I'll get into a, a YouTube rabbit hole of watching like guitar players mm-hmm. or like John Fusciani playing mm-hmm. or just different people. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm like, 
I can do that. Like I'm like watching his hands. I'm like I I can do that. Like I can do the all those movements. I know the theory behind yes. what he's doing. I can. And then I sit down. And it's just like no, none of it comes out. You know, uh, just because. And that's what that's why I think you, or I at least am attracted to truly good art Mm -hmm. and why truly good art is so prolific Mm -hmm. is because it's effortless it is and i mean like even in our painting when we have oil painting classes amin abasov who's our main oil instructor like he color he can just pick the right color out of thin air you know he'll just mix it and it's just perfect and he doesn't always explain what goes on in his mind when he's picking that color and so he'll be doing a demonstration on someone else's Like, if someone's painting something, he'll show them how he would paint it, and then Mm. they can kind of take it. So the brush strokes, a lot of times, they get it pretty similar, but the color (laughs) sometimes is just so, so different because you don't necessarily know. And he doesn't necessarily know. It's just like just comes naturally to him because he's been practicing for so long. Yeah, well, and it, it is funny. Like, you don't think about how important... Like you can teach somebody the technique and they can have that technique perfect, mm-hmm. but if their if their color isn't consistent throughout the whole painting, mm-hmm. or yeah, that's interesting. It I never very really. Interesting. Honestly, I think that that's made me appreciate so much more. Just in the couple of years I've worked here, I appreciate when I look at a painting and see really great color. And not just like bold colors, it's just the right color, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. You appreciate it so much more because I've seen it go so horribly wrong that Mm -hmm. I know it actually is a difficult thing to come up with. And I know you you can't see if if you're on the podcast, but like that one back there is one of the ones he did. And so you can... I'll snap a a picture of it. Yeah, so you can kind of see how the vibrance of the color and it really... That'll be on my Instagram. Okay. And I'll have you tagged in it. Okay. And him. Has he got Instagram? Probably not. Really? See, yeah. that's a shame. I know. I always think that that's so funny to me whenever you see somebody that can, like, put out. I mean, like, people can't. Okay, so this is one thing that that I always look for in an artist anytime is I don't want it to look like a picture. Yes. I don't want it to look like a photograph. Right. right? But at the same time, this this picture that's over here, whenever you, like, look at it at a quick glance it looks like a picture. Mm-hmm. But then you look at it and it's like, oh man, it's so much more yeah. than a picture. I mean, he he even has like the direction you can kind of tell, like the direction you put the highlight in mm-hmm. gives the face contour. Yep. It's kind of crazy. That yeah, it's amazing. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about on that? We, did, we were, so some of this is very tangent based, like oriented. <laughs> uh, I haven't even That's actually, like- so this is actually a new record because we're 30 minutes in and, I'm I, and I'm not through that. I'm, no, it's actually not anything to be sorry about, okay. but I'm not even through my, uh, it's kind of, I think this is going to be a running joke um, in my podcast. Mm-hmm. So this has happened in almost every single one mm-hmm. of my episodes where I have these notes down here and I have announcements above it. And it's, it's always kind of like, how long is it going to take me just to get through? Because part of the reason I like to do the announcements mm-hmm. with a guest mm-hmm. is because of the tangents. You can yes. go in different directions yes. and not necessarily like it's planned, but it's not necessarily planned where it's going to land. You mm-hmm. never know. You know, yeah. it's kind of a conversational base. But so back to the panhandle. So the, the first live panhandle primate podcast <laughs> 
at the third Panhandle podcast meetup at Amarillo Art Institute. I think Institute, you need to say that five times fast. March 25th. It, 24th it actually takes me that like it takes me a lot of effort just to get through it one time but that was the first time i'd ever i just kind of had it jotted down but anyway so hayden uh, we oh beer we're hoping to have beer food music and fundraising yes. that's the point of the night we're, yes. hopefully this so do y'all maintain the hallways as well like what what are what are you, what of this sunset center are y'all so responsible we, for we are specifically responsible for just our school which is okay. 25,000 square feet huge of school yeah but yeah and then it's sort of a combined effort um there there is technically like a company i guess you could call it corporation over the place that the all of sunset that's kind of still in the works on some things mm-hmm. but um yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a common area, I guess you could call it, in the mm-hmm. hallways and stuff. So we kind of work together on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, okay, fun rate. Now, one of my other announcements is May 19th, the Colfax Half Marathon in Denver. Hmm. Um, I'm going to be running it. Um, so I don't. I'm kind of like throwing it out there just to the larger community. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody wants to do it, um, have up you there. done that before? I've never done that one. I've done three in the past, but they've That's all cool. been in Amarillo. Okay. So I've done the last three half marathons in Amarillo. I'm hoping it's on like a good area of Colfax. Well, yes, this one goes through the zoo. Oh, okay, cool. You go um, through, I think they say, a fire station. Mm-hmm. My wife has done it. Oh, okay. So she's run the thing. She really liked it. And then when she was pregnant, we were up there visiting, um, I don't know if we were visiting my family. I feel like there was a specific reason we were up there, but my wife was pre- well, Oh, my cousin's wedding. My cousin oh. was getting married. Uh-huh. But so we go up there for that and we just took an afternoon just to break off from the family mm-hmm. and kind of do our own thing. And Shannon was pregnant. And we I think had, you said that like four times. Then I <laughs> is it applicable? I feel like applicable. Your... Well, not really. That's the reason that we weren't up there to like run it or like engage ah, gotcha. in it. You know, I thought you were gonna end with like a story about how she was exhausted because you made her run around. Oh no, 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 no! We just walked. That at that point we waddled, or yes, she waddled. Yes. I didn't really waddle. <laughs> I walked normally, yeah. but. There was a huge party mm-hmm. in the where it ends at the end of the half marathon. So we went and walked around that party, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, I want to do this!" That's like it cool. was, That's it was awesome. like a fun. It's just you know, Colorado has that feel. Like anytime there's a large event, just people are just yes, just chilling, they walking are. around, and having a good time. So I was like, "Man, I really want to do this, and I want to throw it out to the larger." Do you do any running? Do you? Um, I have run a 5k that's about it nice if you can I run mean several 5ks but not. Uh, if you can run one 5k mm-hmm. then you can train for a half yeah i'm i actually meant to do the one here in may last year but i didn't the mayors no the um, oh 5k no it's the one that you it's like on mother's day a lot of times is it Hope and Healing? Oh, the Hope and Healing. Half Marathon, yeah. yeah. See, that was a cool one, and, like, the Hope and Healing and the um, Mayors have, yeah. like, a fairly similar okay. route to I like them. that route. I yeah, it's oh, it's super I fun. I think when I did, we ran, I ran it as a relay, so I oh, did okay. the 5K. I ran it with my mother-in-law, who, oh. she ran the first leg, I ran the second leg, then my husband ran the third, and my sister-in-law ran the fourth. Nice. But my mother-in-law is an awesome runner. 
and she had never done a half marathon, so she was just going to keep going until she couldn't go anymore, but at least we had a relay, so it would Mm -hmm. be... So she tagged me, tagged me, I guess, when she got to my leg, and we started running together, and I could not keep up with her. Really? And she was like, honey, you don't have to run with me. (laughs) And she finished a half marathon before our fourth leg finished. Really? It was pretty awesome. So I have big shoes to fill. Yeah. Well, see, that's... Um, and that's another thing is like, I wish that there would be maybe some more like mom groups mm-hmm. that are pushing strollers, like mm-hmm. you call them like the stroller brigade brigade or something. Mm-hmm. And I think meeting at get fit, I, they probably, they have running teams and yeah, clubs and stuff, do. but it would be nice to like, I feel like Shannon wants to run and talk mm-hmm. and have girl, you know, girl, mom, woman talk, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and pushing the stroller and stuff. And for me, I go out running for a little bit of a different purpose. I'm I'm going to throw the headphones in and, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. zone out for a little bit. So uh, maybe with this, because she's planning on running this she one, maybe, we'll, maybe I'll I'll get her to start a little running group. That's a good she idea. needs to be in a running group yeah. for real. So because uh, she's planning on running that one. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, the last announcement is you can check out my website. At the panhandle pod, panhandle primate dot squarespace dot com is my podcast or my uh, website, and then I got my blog and my short stories, a link to this podcast, some other information. Uh, I think I recently linked my Facebook page to it, so that if anybody goes there and then they want to like check out these events, I'm going to create events and post them inside the panhandle pot panhandle primate podcast thing on facebook awesome see i think i need like p cubed all right i need i need to come up <laughs> with a di- it's just a mouthful it I, it's, it's too much lot. to say it's too much to say P-cubed. but um man we're 37 minutes into this thing okay. um so which we've already actually covered funny thing enough some of my so what are the names of some of the, your featured artists that's one thing I don't, I don't what think. What do you mean? Going. Like, um, so like, like here in the school or just like in general? Well, like this dude. Okay. That. Yeah. So, so our, we have like six main ongoing class instructors and they're all, in my opinion, artists as well. Oh yeah. Um, so Amin Abasov is our guy from Russia or yeah, that has been here for 20 plus years. And then, and he does oil painting and then Vance McSwain. And he's in like the middle, right? He's in the middle section. Is that where like he yes. keeps most of his work, yes. right? He's in the middle section. And when you walk in, some of those ones right when you walk in are his as well. Okay. Um, I mean, basically, if you see beautiful artwork that looks like it, he's classically trained, is what they yeah. call it. So it looks like like Renaissance. What you would see. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like all those famous painters. And then Vance McSwain also teaches oil, and he was uh, art. T- art teacher at Emerald High for many, many years. Um, But he's very, he's very talented. So he's probably multi. He can do like pretty much every level. And whenever I have people come in that are like, well, I'm a beginner and I've never done it. I'm like, listen, if Vance could teach high schoolers, he can teach you. Yeah. Yeah. But he actually has, has taken off a little bit and done some more contemporary stuff lately. Um, and then we have an acrylic instructor named Michael Longhofer, and he's probably our most contemporary of all of our artists. And he um, he does work in acrylic. He has a gallery down in Sunset. 
he likes to work big. He's done murals. Mm. And is he like at the at the far end of this far hall? End, just yeah. straight across right yes. there? Yes, and it's like really tall ceilings. Yeah, and he's yeah, got he like does have some really cool cowboy big old... on an oil derrick, and there's John. I, yeah, he has a lot of that kind nice. of stuff. Nice. Um, and then we have two clay instructors. So one is the guy I was talking about, Alex Gregory, who's the curator for the Museum of Art, and he's mm. amazing. And his stuff ranges. Sometimes he has more contemporary stuff, and but he's also really great at doing pots and bowls and that kind of thing. Um, and he has a gallery also in Sunset called the Object Gallery. Oh, yeah. And that he shares with his wife, who's an amazing soap maker. And, yes. um, and encaustic painter also. And then we have, uh, the other clay instructor, her name is Nanette Womack and she teaches at Ascension Academy. Mm. She's an art teacher there and, um, she's really strong hand builder. She does a lot of like, uh, figure, um, sculptures mm. and she's very like graceful, beautiful kind of sculptures. And so she's really talented. And then our weaving instructor, Pam, who I kind of already mentioned, but she is very awesome. Uh, like, I love her stuff. And I have a couple of rugs that she's made. But she, oh, nice. she felt, she weaves, she, I mean, just does anything and everything. And actually, my favorite, she, her gallery is right across the hall from us. Oh, okay. And my favorite thing that she has is this tapestry. Um, she had felted. Do you know what felting is? <laughs> I, I mean, you're saying it. I kind of know what felt is. What felt is. Okay, so it's like wool. So mm-hmm. you take like wool that has not been spun or anything like that. Um, I guess they're called rovings. And she applies like this olive oil soap water mixture. And you can do like designs in it with yarn or whatever. And then you soak it all together and it like binds together and becomes flat. And then you kind of like throw it on the ground and make it all the fibers stick together and it's actually like how people used to make wool coats and wool socks you know so it's very thick material so anyway she made these felted felted prayer flags and so like one had a a bird on it with a the the whatever it is where it's like the peace bird that has olive branch yeah okay so like that and there was like a rainbow and stuff like that so she had these prayer flags for a long time and then she cut them into strips and wove them into a tapestry and it's just so cool looking yeah it's huge i mean it's like a three foot by four foot tapestry and nice um, so yeah and then outside of our classes like we have workshops throughout the year so we bring in people from far away like we have a guy that comes from germany and from washington and colorado and then we have local other artists who maybe can't commit to doing a class but they can do a workshop here or there nice yeah yeah it's really cool dang yeah so that's that's a little taste that was my word vomit yeah that well no that was uh that was awesome that's exactly what i was meaning by featured artists like that's that's as far as my note had gone like i was just like if i just say featured artists she'll be able to pick up from there and and tell me what i'm wanting to know who who builds those houses those whimsical houses that's mike lafleur okay yeah and he i mean he basically is an instructor he comes every Tuesday night to our clay class and helps people, but he's not like our official clay instructor, but he does, uh, those clay houses that you're talking about. Um, he does a workshop for them, I think in April where you can just build a fun whimsical clay house. Yeah. And so like all this stuff, they can find at the website. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the description of this episode too, so that people can just click it and it, and, and kicks them over. Well, I mean, thank, thank you. Thank y'all. I mean, that's the thing is a lot of people, 
in Amarillo, you see, that's the thing is people allow themselves to fall into a rut yes. versus saying, you know what? Screw it. I'm not doing anything anyway. I'm not, you know, maybe pushing myself. Mm-hmm. I'll go into, I've never even thought about throwing a a pot, you mm-hmm. know, or throwing some clay and mm-hmm. spinning it into a bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go, I'll give it a shot. Right. Yep. And that's all it takes is just giving it a shot. You might find some, you might find your passion. That's there true. might be somebody that's unpassionate, unhappy with their life, but they're not looking for their passion. That's and if true. you look, hey, throw in pottery might not be your thing, but maybe you'll see acrylic or watercolor or making a rug. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably so many dudes who have never even thought about ever. Like, may, I wouldn't have thought about making yeah. a rug, mm-hmm. you know, like making a Who makes rugs? You know, <laughs> you don't know it. Yeah. But you might find a little passion or find that's something true. that you're that you don't even know you're good at. It's true. You know? And if you try it and you don't like it, you're that much closer to finding something that you will like. Check it off the list. All right. I at least tried painting. <laughs> Didn't make me happy. I think you should start, like pick old people activities, like retired people activities. Like <laughs> yeah. what do they like to do? But Photography. That's a good point. Painting. They woodworking. I know so many guys who say that all the time, and that's so the carvers. Mm-hmm. Those guys, where do they meet at? Do you know? They meet here. Um, the wood carvers meet here every first and third Saturday morning. Okay. And they and they're not like technically a class of ours, but we house them and yeah. they can keep all their stuff here. So. And they do some pretty impre- yeah. pretty impressive. And then a guy stuff. right down the way and has a gallery that does wood turning. So. There's wood carving, like that's more like whittling and making uh-huh. little figures and stuff. And then there's wood turning, that's like the bowls and that kind of stuff. So, oh yeah, and he puts the does he put the jade or no not jade? Uh, what is that? Turquoise. Oh, so yes, that guy did. He, it, it's a different guy now in there, but yes, you okay. can put turquoise in there. Yeah, and in like the and cr- the guy that did the turquoise, he's he doesn't have a gallery right there, but he still has stuff in that object gallery. Oh, okay. But yeah, it is so. So that's beautiful. what I, I think. That's what I was thinking of is the pieces in the object gallery. Yes, because we always look at that and because they're like big and beautiful. badass, and they're and, made from mesquite trees. And, I mean, you can see the years on them. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Well, and I love, like, looking at stuff that's like that because you look at it and it's like, man, that is trash, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, technically. They were dug up stumps. Yeah. Yeah. But he spun it and and then you look at it again and it's like, well, that's actually Mm -hmm. something really – I'm really proud that – or I'm really happy he did that. Because if he hadn't done that, I would have never seen that. And it would have just it's ended true. up burnt or... Well, what you were saying, too, about, like, you know, things being being more personal. When you realize that, like, a human being, not a machine, a human being sat down and did this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the rugs. It makes a difference knowing somebody oh, yeah. actually, like, hand-wove something or hand-lathed a bowl, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, amazing that people can do that. Well, and it's... Uh, I was thinking this the other day with about apps mm-hmm. on phones. Mm-hmm. Everything's intentional in an app. Mm-hmm. Everything that's there, all the colors, all mm-hmm. the clicks, all the everything's intentional. But whenever you get art, like the that and it's kind of that an app is kind of created yes, by a human. Sure, yeah. But then whenever you get an art, like uh, some some art comes out, the artist is allowed to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and that becomes part of the art. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best parts of the, the best art, part you know. Of art. That's true. So it it is kind of interesting how it's like a dance between intention and accident, mm-hmm. you know. And like you have to, it's like uh, like Eminem in order to freestyle has to put the work in the back mm-hmm. to to know 
the technical side of rhyming and everything. Yeah. But then when he's in it, it doesn't matter what he knows or what he doesn't. He probably can't explain to you what he's doing. He's just... Well, and one of the things you learn when you study artists, like well-known artists, is you look at somebody like Picasso or Matisse. Their early works, like I actually have a book of Picasso that when he was 15 years old did this beautiful painting of like the altar boy and it's like super realistic, just amazing. He was the best at what he did. Yes. At 15. So he he figured out how to get realism right. And and that's what most artists do. Like they figure out what a figure looks like and how to paint them not totally photorealistic, but you know. Yeah, yeah. And then they start pulling things away. So like you look at Matisse and like his most well-known works are sort of look like something you could possibly do in first grade. It's like silhouettes and shapes, Mm. you know? And Picasso very much the same way, like these basic abstract pieces. But what people don't realize is if you and I just said, oh, we're going to do an abstract piece and make it look like Picasso, it wouldn't look like it because we don't understand composition and color the way that they truly understood it to be able to pull away. You almost have to be a master to recognize the mastery of it, Mm -hmm. you know? like. And I think that's – I talked with Aaron a little bit about it. You know, like the the uh, stereotypical highfalutin artist that's like, oh, this is art. Yes. And I can recognize art, you know, or like the, the highfalutin. But that oh, – I don't exactly even know where I was going to go with that. But um, I lost my train of thought at highfalutin. <laughs> I, as, as I was saying it, I was like, am I really saying highfalutin art, you know? But, uh, oh, oh, the pretentiousness of it. The pretentiousness of it comes from knowing what good is. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like one of those things where sometimes, uh, you know, I might say, oh, you you didn't even read my story to an artist. And Mm -hmm. they're like, well, you don't, you don't understand. I don't, like... You didn't. You haven't even qualified for me to read you yet, yes, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's a pretentious asshole. But at the same time, you think about it, and it's like, well, I mean, probably I don't. You know, yeah, like if they're sure. reading something, they probably are reading something really amazing by somebody who has been through the filters mm-hmm. to get to them. You mm-hmm. know, by the time you get to them, it's like, but then so like the pretentiousness of it, it's like almost earned, mm-hmm. but still on. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, it's I kind think of an the thing that people just have to keep in mind. I, I love to hear people who are very, you know, experts, I guess you could consider them, talk about pieces of art and what they like about them and what they think is really good. But I think the biggest thing people have to keep in mind is it's like, I like mac and cheese. Somebody else might not like mac and cheese. It's Mm. all in the eye of the beholder, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I, when we had the guy here for our festival from the winery, from Landon Wineries, and he was like, you know, you're kind of lucky if you like cheap wine. Because then you don't have to spend a lot of right. money on it. But he said it's all in taste. And there's like a degree of like, well, uh-huh. this is just terrible, you know. Right. But But there is a level of like art-wise, you know, what I want to hang in my house might not be what somebody else wants to hang. And you have to respect that and understand that people have different, you know, well, tastes. And, and, and it, it is funny because I say that, but the only feeling I've ever gotten from actually – most art communities mm-hmm. that I've like rubbed up against is there's there's not very many haters. Yeah, like we were true. talking about that earlier, mm-hmm. you know. I think before the mic was on, it might have been after the mic was on. I don't know, but like you don't expe- like if you if you show up to an art class here mm-hmm. and you're trying, 
you are not going to be hated on. That's true. You know, yeah. even this amazing artist, mm-hmm. he's going to know I was there one time. That's right. It might have been when I was four years old, <laughs> you know, or something like that. might have been whenever I couldn't use my fingers, you know. <laughs> but uh, but at, at some point in time, everybody couldn't draw. Yeah. No, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's That's you don't true. you have to develop it. And I think what's really cool is when you when you get into a lot of these communities and I felt it in like musical communities and mm-hmm. just different art related stuff is there is a certain amount of grace like presented to yes. people who are just trying. If, you know? I think that's true. I think that like if you watch Amin talk to his students and he has them all across the spectrum of experience, you know, but if you watch him, even if it's a horrible piece, even if it's, he finds good things to say about it because he understands that if you encourage them, that's what they need and they need critiquing as well you know but I think yeah I don't know I mean I, I I would worry that if an artist got to that point that they'd probably lose touch with a lot of other mm. things if they were not able to look at the good things that, yeah you know their life would be in shambles yes. like it's yeah. it's almost a transcendent it goes into other aspects of your life mm-hmm. if you're an asshole when it comes to art you're gonna be an asshole when it comes to me cutting you off in traffic because I wasn't paying attention, yeah. or you know, or yeah. I turn the corner too fast in the grocery store and run into your basket, mm-hmm. and you're an asshole to me. <laughs> you know, it, car- it carries over. You know, yes. uh, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've gotten the opposite feeling anytime I've been here as far as be anybody being jerkish. Yeah. All of the artists want to talk to you and they engage and they want to. Hey, thank you. It's so funny when you get thanked. For just looking at somebody's stuff. Yes. And were we talking about before or after the mic was on about it's hard to get people to pay attention? I can't remember. I think it was before. But I think like that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that these artists are painting and hanging them up on walls mm-hmm. for people to look mm-hmm. at them. Mm-hmm. If people and, and they want attention. They want people to engage. They, they want do. maybe not critiques because like – you know, it's not necessarily, you know, yeah. but, but they want you to, if you enjoy it, mm-hmm. let them know, say, I really think this piece is. I agree. I agree. And like, I went to, we went to the open at the museum of art where you can hang anything. Anybody mm. can hang anything. And, um, several of our students stood behind their artwork where people didn't know it was theirs and just listened to what people would say. Cause it makes a difference. It makes a difference to know what people like. And you know, to some degree it helps to know what people don't like about oh, it, yeah. you know? And, and the cool thing was there, people were making comments. I mean, I'd walk by, by people that were just like, I love the color, the subject matter, the composition, the whatever, you know? And, um, that's really cool. And that's mm-hmm. important. I don't think people realize how important that is to make positive comments mm-hmm. instead of just staring at a piece and keep walking. Well, see, you know? and I feel like that's, and this is gonna, so almost if you stare at it, this, okay, well, I was gonna say, so if you stare at a piece and keep walking, that is saying something. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, so, uh, it's, it's funny whenever I, which I think Facebook's stonewalling me a little bit. Because at first when I started sharing stuff, uh-huh. it was getting like a whole lot of views and a whole lot of like, well, not a whole lot of likes, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But I could see the number of views mm-hmm. and that, that number is shrinking. And I think, st- I think Facebook's want me to start promoting my, like promoting and, yeah. and getting uh-huh. that, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, one of the things you notice is like, you can see people that pass over what you're doing mm-hmm. and that tells you something mm-hmm. that tells you something about what you're doing. And like I've noticed anytime Shannon and I are walking through a gallery or walking through a place, 
we pretty much only make comments about the things we like. Mm -hmm. So if you're walking by and you're like, damn, I don't know what it is, but something about this blue is just getting me. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's funny because it, and, and you can't necessarily explain what it is about the picture right. that you like, yeah. Yeah. but as you do, it makes you want to, it in, in, incites a comment, mm -hmm. uh, not a critique, but like a, like, man, I don't know what it is about this. Or like, I really like the shape of this or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's not what you do wrong that's going to define you as an artist. It's what you do right that's, that's going to define you as an artist. Like, what can you do good? Mm -hmm. So anytime you're getting attention for anything, even mm -hmm. if somebody's just walking into your gallery, mm -hmm. well, at least I got the door open. Yeah. Well, at least I'm doing, you know, it's, it's a part of having a, th a thriving art community is having participation mm -hmm. from the community. And that's you know? true. I mean, <laughs> I think, that's, I think you hit that spot on. Like, I, I think sometimes people, and I would have been too. I mean, I think probably the only reason I'm not as much now afraid to say something is because I maybe feel like I slightly know a little bit more of what I'm talking about. But, you know, you have to think that, especially in here. So, you know, if we have 80 students and a student walks up to another student and says, oh my gosh, I just love that. It's just, you're just really improving. Do you know if that person really thinks that or not? I don't know. I mean, it's a nice compliment and it certainly doesn't go on, on deaf ears, but it's somebody you know and they like you and they want mm -hmm. to uplift mm -hmm. you. So to some degree, and you're not trying to sell to that person either. Right. I mean, there's a chance, I guess, that they could buy it. Yeah. But when you're in, you're showing stuff in a gallery and some random person you have never met in your entire life walks by and says, wow, that just captures me. That is just beautiful. How much more of an impact yeah. did that make on you? Oh, and yeah. how much more encouraging is that to you? Because it's somebody who, one, could potentially be a buyer of yours, uh -huh. but two, has no vested interest in you and doesn't know you from Adam. You know? Right, and right. I think that that's, you're right. I think it's important to have the community involved. If all it ever is is artists walking among artists, it's just not going to get any better. We want to we involve the community and people who don't create art and people who maybe don't even buy art, but just yeah. get them out here. And, and it'd, be like a, it'd be like a room full of magicians. And like a magician gets on the stage to show them a trick that they know that yes. they all know how to do. That's it's true. like eh, pretty good. I didn't see the card slide out. It's like kind of shiny. Like yeah. Yeah, good job. But they're all magicians. Yes. They don't, you know. It's yeah. versus you get on stage and there's a hundred thousand people that are watching you make a card disappear. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, that's that's what it's about, mm -hmm. and that's what all of those magicians do it for. That's mm -hmm. what an artist does it for, is mm -hmm. for people to look and engage. And I think that that's what's – one of the things I really like about the feel of Sunset Center mm -hmm. and the feel of the first uh, Friday Art Walk, mm -hmm. which is this Saturday. I'll put this out tonight, um, and we'll see if anybody – we'll see how many people listen to it by then. But um, one of the things I like about that – about the feel of it is the encouraging – atmosphere yeah. of like all the artists are showing up at the same time they're all opening their doors they're catching up with each other yes. and checking in and it's it's like uh okay we're we're doing this thing it's a community mm -hmm. we're not two galleries are open all the galleries are open yeah. all the artists are here you know you want to figure out why you're not interesting go hang out with a bunch of people who are presumably interesting yeah you know yeah, and I think it's I I do think that they're trying to uplift the arts community as a whole, and show that we're not really even though we are I guess somewhat competitors we're not really competitors like when and and that's when we had this 
uh, lecture series that we did, one of our panel speakers said that when you sell a piece of artwork, it it lifts up the whole art community. It Yeah, okay, so it took away $50 that might have been mine, mm-hmm. but because someone bought a piece of art, that's adding another person that's going to continue buying art, hopefully, right. for the rest of their life. And you engage them, and you got them to buy. Mm-hmm. And or they're so going to bring a friend with them uh, next They're going to bring it, or someone's going to see it in their, gal- or in their home and go, oh, I want to go out there. So, I mean, they really are all about... Hey, what are you interested in? Western? Well, I don't really paint Western, but so-and-so down here paints Western. So why yeah. don't you head on down yeah. there? You know, and and I do think it is that atmosphere. And the school, for sure, where we just have an open format. So, like, it kind of has to happen that way. We yeah. don't have walls. So um, I do – you see a lot of crossing over, like – Someone will be like, oh, we need to put together this still life. Can we borrow a rug from the weavers? Can we borrow a vase that you made in clay? Can we, you know, I mean, it's a a collaborative effort to make things better. So, yeah, it's cool. Well, uh, I was watching or listening to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day, Mm -hmm. and he had uh, Nunez on it, Thug Rose. Okay. I think her name's Nunez, or I don't know. But anyway, that's one of the things she said is, you're only as good as your competitor. It has to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I only get paid if the girl standing across from me is a badass and has a chance yeah. of knocking me out because that's, that's what people want to see. That's true. You know, like you're only as good as your competition. And I think that that's one of the things cool about art galleries and stuff is if your stuff is really good, but the six galleries around you are shit, mm. then they're not going to look at your product as a high priced product they're going to see it as well this work is terrible and this work is terrible but if you have interesting unique gallery after interest it's like taos yeah why do you go to taos to buy artwork because there's a bunch of interesting unique people putting out good artwork within a close vicinity you know and that's happening here i mean you can go in uh, every single gallery has at least one piece mm-hmm. that is very well done. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have a lot more than that. Right. But it is kind of one of those things, like, without the, the just the foot traffic, I mean, that might push somebody over the edge to buying something when they weren't. Yeah. They walk into a place, and there's 20 people in there. And then they walk to the back, and there's a picture that catches them. Mm-hmm. And everybody's walking about, damn, that picture's cool, you know, and walks off. Yeah. Or, you know, people make a couple yeah. of comments, and they're like, Okay, three people have walked by. All three of them have complimented this picture. I like this picture. I'm going to buy this picture, you know? Well, and like, so if you live in Amarillo, too, or the surrounding areas, and you go to Santa Fe or you go to Taos and you want to buy art, like, you might be there for two days and you are like, okay, well, I got to buy an art piece. Well, only have a couple days. So here, I mean, that's kind of been the cool thing for me. I've only purchased a couple pieces because I bought what I really, really liked. Mm -hmm. So just keep coming back and like... There's no pressure to, you just, we have the, like, First Friday Art Walks every single mm-hmm. month. So if you don't find something that you absolutely love, keep coming back because I pretty much guarantee you, you will eventually find something that's just the right thing for you. And you know? it, it surprises me, too, the new galleries that open up. That's I mean, true. like, people, and that's the thing is, if anybody's listening to this and they don't have a space... Look into Sunset mm-hmm. Gallery, yeah, you know, absolutely. Sunset, because you can work out of it. Mm-hmm. And you can have, treat it like an office mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, people could, it's a could work gallery. out of it. Yeah, all, yeah. all of the above. Um, so there's a lot of, and man, I can't believe how big this building is. It's huge. It is crazy. Like, you kind of forget about, like, Sunset Center. This was like a happening, like, the 
place to come. Like it was our the mall before the yeah, mall. Yeah, it was our you know? first indoor mall in Amarillo. Really? Yeah. What year was? Do you know what year this was all built? Oh gosh, no, I couldn't. No? I I need to find. I want to find. Somebody told me they had an old blueprint that had where all the um, department stores were. I think mm. we were a Sears. I'm pretty really? sure. Yeah. And then at some point, I think along the way, we were like a grocery store too. So, mm. but I find that so fascinating. Yeah, that is it's crazy. Like historical. I, I everything. love seeing the, especially like downtown, a lot of buildings will have the stages mm-hmm. of Amarillo and pictures from the top yeah. of buildings and stuff. And it's just like, man, people, I think sometimes when you're born into a place, you just feel like it was always that way, yeah, yeah. you know, and you mm-hmm. don't, you don't see Amarillo for the, for the progression. Mm-hmm. It's Amarillo has never been the same town two days in a row. It's yeah. continually changing and evolving and growing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cool to have these snapshots to see these different times, cool. you know, it's like we were just, I was just in Sears. We were at the mall earlier today. I was in Sears and it's like, if you Sears, could be, you know, could the Emerald Art Institute could be in the <laughs> Westgate yeah. Mall, you know, yeah, or something huge. True. It's just how big people want to grow it and what people deem is valuable mm-hmm. for like them. But this is awesome space, you know. It you got plenty awesome of space, space here mm-hmm. for all of the different stuff. Let's see here. So I've got, well, I was going to ask you what the Emerald Art Institute's, uh, the history is, but that'll be for next time. Okay, sounds good. Um, and we'll try to figure out, like, when was it built and, like, the different – like, that's some pretty cool stuff. And then uh, how long have you been here? Two years. Two years? Mm-hmm. And you – what were you doing in Lubbock before this? I I was the director of operations for a nonprofit there called the Volunteer Center of Lubbock. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I know that's a very vague answer because it's – a volunteer center sounds like yeah. you would volunteer there. But yeah. You it's don't? a cool place. No, oh, okay. It, so it, it worked with about – 120 other nonprofits. Oh. And so they helped them get volunteers. So that part was ac- accurate. And then it was also, um, it, they provided like grant writing workshops and leadership workshops to raise up the organization uh, and help them operate more, you know, yeah, kind of, and kind, that of kind of thing. Yeah. Make it, uh, make it more of a updated. Yeah. Well, and a lot of like the leadership stuff is a lot more like, directors that maybe don't have the money to go take a giant training in Dallas to learn how to lead their team could right. take more of a, you know, focused, focused area. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. So you've been here for two years mm-hmm. and were, were you involved with any of like sunset center or first art walk before that? Um, not really involved. I had been out to sunset center a couple of times for a first Friday art walk. Um, but I guess that was probably, I think, right after I graduated high school, maybe, that yeah. I did it. So it had been, like, nine or so years since I had done it. But Wow. Yeah, see, I used to come as probably uh, early, like, probably 11, 12, 13 is when I started coming. Um, and we'd come just to drink some wine and walk around. And I mean, it was a fun thing. It's a fun thing to do, you know. Um so let's see here. Um, let's see, we got feature artists. And so uh, for people to just, since we're doing this March 24th mm-hmm. fundraiser, so y'all are a nonprofit? We are a nonprofit, yeah. And what, let's see, what do I have here? Where does the money go? Y- yes. Is that, did you read that off of here? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you said exactly what I read. Um, 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so since we're a nonprofit, um, I mean, obviously, we're our goal is not to make a profit. Although we do have reserves to help us function, but um, any money that we raise pours back into the school. Y'all buy finance. looms or yeah, we. Um, most of it goes towards like basic supplies and stuff. I mean, like when we run kids camps, it's a lot of canvases and paint and paintbrushes mm. and clay and you know all that stuff. We since we're doing more outreach, like we're working with uh, Saturday after next, we're working with Amarillo Angels, which is a organization that comes alongside foster families to help support them. Oh. So we're doing like a possibly two sessions where we are doing like these art parties for these families like 40 people at a time and so stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. i mean there's things that and of course whenever it comes to just like your basic uh office supplies yeah yeah keeping the lights on yes that kind of thing so yeah operating costs i can't imagine i mean this is a huge it's a huge place huge space Um, and then I so that and that answers why it's a why it's a nonprofit as well. And we're at an hour and eight minutes. We can talk. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, and that that's kind of the fun thing about a podcast. It's we uh so the other day I was with Chris. Mm-hmm. And we ran into Hayden Pedigo, mm-hmm. who if you come out on March twenty fourth, you can see play live. But we ran into him at our little liquor store. That's like. Literally, I can throw a tennis ball from my house and hit this liquor store, you know? And they were walking to it, too. It's just kind of funny. Like, we were all, like, walking to the liquor store. It's like, man, is this how it was, like, in the in the 40s? Like, are we just the exact same people that have always lived in Amarillo? It's like, oh, let's walk over, get some beer, you know? Like, okay. We run into all these people, like, uh, that we know. But uh, anyway, it was funny because Chris had listened to the Hayden Pedigo episode. Mm-hmm. And so now he's meeting with like kind of like we were talking about with social media and stuff mm-hmm. earlier. So now he's meeting him for the first time, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, I feel like I kind of know you because I've just like listened to you talk for an yeah. hour, you know, tangent and everything." And it is kind of funny. It's like a it's a different type of medium because it's like a it's like a snapshot. Like if you mm-hmm. of Amarillo, hey Amarillo, nineteen forty Amarillo, this or Amarillo, that. yeah, in. 20 years, my kid's going to be able to listen. Our kids are going to be able to listen to this and be mm-hmm. like, that was my mom. That was my dad. Yeah. Like, what? You know, like, that that's so crazy. Kind of cool. that's it's kind of crazy to think, like, you people a lot of the times in uh, Facebooks recently, like, I've been hitting these, like, which I, I changed my Facebook because I couldn't log into it. Uh-huh. So I don't get where any of the really old ones. Mm-hmm. But like all of my, me and my wife's is like first friendship began. Yes. You know, your friendship began. Or this happened 10 years ago. Yeah, and, and you see it and it's like, holy cow, I was an idiot back then. <laughs> you know, who was I? But it's just so funny because it's these little snapshots that, you know, you don't even think about it when you're doing it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like this podcast, I mean. Really, my main goal of this podcast was to announce this 24th because I, I do want it to be a big event. I mm-hmm. think it would be a lot of fun if a lot of people came out. And, cool. and what's really cool is to see the type of people that come out, that mm-hmm. oh, podcast. Half half people, when they hear podcasts, are like, I've never listened to a podcast. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like Instagram back in the day, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then there's people that's I kind of listen to a couple of podcasts. That would be kind of cool to do. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the people – 
that then they meet all these other people mm-hmm. that that's what they have in common. Mm-hmm. They might be completely different generations, have completely different interests, mm-hmm. but they they overlap in the fact that they listen to podcasts about completely different things. Yeah, that's true. That's and cool. then they get to meet each other and they're like, oh, you know, we're not different at all. You walk mm-hmm. to the liquor store, I walk to the liquor store, <laughs> you know. In Amarillo, you have to walk to the liquor store. But anyway, so do you have a song that you want to end with? A song? Yeah, like a like any type of just music from you can think of oh you can think gosh. of you can think of high school. What did you your favorite song from or or like what define Do what, you know who my favorite artist is? Who? Elton John. Elton John. I love Elton John. Really? Okay. Elton John. We can go Elton John. What? Okay. I told that to a 21-year-old, and he said, now, is that Eldon? How do you say that name? And I was like, you don't, you don't know, know who Elton Sir, John. Sir, any knighted? He's a Sir Elton John, isn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah. Dang. Oh, they Elton didn't John. know who didn't Elton know. John was? It was pretty, These kids got to know. It was pretty terrible. That is sad, really. I mean, because he has some candle in the wind. Mm-hmm. He did that. Rocket Man. Rocket. Oh man, Rocket Man. It like Benny and the Jets. Benny, I can oh, just keep going. I you mean, can. Well, and that, that's what's so funny is he's a great songwriter. Like his songs are is. very. He's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, he's a really good entertainer. I went and saw him in Lubbock when he came, and it was. How old is that dude now? 70 something and he's still rocking he is actually just announced that he's this is going to be his last tour he does wow Mm -hmm. are you going to go to it i don't know i don't think that means he's going to stop playing in like las vegas and stuff so since i've already seen him i don't know if i I mean i'd love to see him again yeah yeah i want to see him when i can get like front row tickets oh yeah yeah be right the other one who i've seen who i really like is brian adams he's really good Ooh, brian adams Mm -hmm. what what was his I'm trying to see. He's one of those guys. He sings the summer of '69. That's like what. Oh uh, yeah. But he's one of those where, like, we went to his concert in Lubbock that he did in this small auditorium, and it was like maybe 300 people. It was awesome. And um, you listen to all these songs, you're like, oh, I forgot he played that. Oh, I forgot. Kind of like George Strait. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. that's a good comparison, but like, you're like, oh, he sings that song. I know that. Yeah, song. He he's just super iconic. Yeah. To almost to the point where maybe it wasn't number one. Mm-hmm. But it was like number fifteen yeah. for six years yeah. or something like that. It's just like a like Third Eye Blind is one band that I yes. think of like that. I mean, they they're, are very much that way. Yeah. They're a staple. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like I hear any of those songs, and it's actually several of their albums. The Third Eye Blind self titled first mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. of theirs was like I had it on repeat for probably a year, you know. <laughs> and every single song on it, you're just like, dang, this is yeah. every song. These guys mm-hmm. killed it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so we're going Elton John. Elton John. Which song? Now here, okay, the children got to know. So that's that's what I'm, like, prefacing this with. Yes. Is your choice is what the children got to know. Oh, gosh. Um, it can be kind of obscure. I mean, at this point, if somebody's made it an hour and 14. I love Philadelphia Freedom. Okay. Do you know that song? I don't know if. You would know it if you heard it. Freedom. All right. I would know it. I'll know it when I hear it because people don't know this, but they're about to hear this song like in probably less than a minute. (laughs) They're going to hear this. So where can people find you at? Um, Well, they can come visit me, but I think our website is like one of the easiest. 
and it'll have like our phone number, email address, and all of that. And stuff. just but hit you up. Most of our information's on there, and and see if easy. they want to take courses or First Friday Art Walk. Yes. That's a great way yeah, yeah. to to make a yeah. And introduction. of course, we have Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and Facebook it, and Instagram. You just look up our name, and it's easy to find. So. It's there. All right, people. Well, thank you for joining me on this. I think this is going to be my nineteenth episode awesome. of Panhandle Primate. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. It's funny. It's like all I have to do is record it and put it out, you know. It's, like, <laughs> it's not like it's not like I'm painting like one of these pictures over here, which I do remember. I got to remember to snap picture that on my Instagram. Anyway, check it out. Get into it. Uh, actually, that's how – I can't say. I can't end with get into it because that's how uh, – what's his name? Pete. Pete Holmes. I've been listening to a lot of Pete Holmes recently. See. He says get into it a lot. Okay, so what's so your I think catch I just phrase? I don't ha- I don't know if I have a catchphrase. This I really do need a publicist, like some like a I need an advertising person. Like because that's the thing is I feel like I need a catchphrase. I feel I need a logo. I need there's several things. I am just a mess. A completely mess. But anyway, y'all are about to listen to Elton John, Philadelphia F- Sir, Elton John, Sir Elton John and Philadelphia Freedom. Thank y'all.
love.